Two men stood on opposite sides of the room, swords belted at their sides, hands resting on the pommels of their blades. One was a handsome man in his late twenties, close to Lyra's age, while the other was a white-haired lion of a man in his mid-fifties. General Vadden Brocken, the older man and Lyra's father, wore full armor with a series of runes engraved upon the breastplate, while Raiden, the younger, wore only a male shirt over a tunic and leggings. Despite the illumination of the ever-bright sconces set along the cold gray walls, the younger man's features were indistinct. Still, Lyra didn't need to be able to see his face clearly to know that he, like Vadden, watched the fight intently, ready to step in at the first sign that something was about to go wrong. Austin's eyes narrowed in concentration, and sweat beaded on his forehead. He was a boyish-looking man with a shock of midnight black hair cut by a white streak on the left side. While Austin was barely into adulthood, his broad shoulders and strong limbs hinted at the man he would one day become. Austin was serving two years in the Carnathy military, as was mandatory for every citizen in the country, man and woman, and he had the makings of a fine soldier, at least physically, Lyra thought. Mentally, well, that's what they were here to find out. Austin stepped forward, and as he did so, his left eye twitched and his lips moved, almost as if he was talking to himself, but no sound came out. Though he was young and strong, his movements were stiff and awkward, as if he were having trouble controlling his limbs, or as if he were fighting to maintain control, Lyra thought. A distant look came into his gaze, and she knew that his focus had turned inward. Hold, she ordered. If he didn't have full control, but it was too late. With a sudden motion, Austin extended his right hand and released the tentacle whip. Lyra kept her gaze fixed on the barbed tip as the fleshy coils of the whip straightened and extended toward her. The barb streaked toward her right eye, and she could see a bead of poison glistening on the tip. A tentacle whip's range was roughly fifteen feet, and Lyra stood about that distance from Austin, but she wasn't about to take any chances. She drew her head back, leaned to the left, and brought her wooden sparring sword up to deflect the attack. But at the last instant before it struck the sword, the barb angled sharply downward and shot toward the hilt, or more precisely, toward her hand. If the whip managed to pierce her flesh and inject even a low dose of its poison into her, she'd be incapacitated and completely at its mercy. And if it managed to get a full dose into her, only the blessings of the sovereign host would be able to save her life. She knew Austin wasn't trying to harm her, at least, she hoped he wasn't, but the tentacle whip had a mind of its own. She released her grip on the sword and yanked her hand away an instant before the whip barb struck the weapon's leather-wrapped handle. The sword's wooden blade pitched toward Austin as the force of the whip's strike flipped the handle toward Lyra. Lyra was already in motion, though, and she caught hold of the sword in an overhand grip with her left hand, and she managed to keep her weapon from falling. Then with a flip of her wrist, she swung the sword in a downward arc and struck the tentacle whip. The symbiont recoiled from the blow and retracted toward its host, giving Lyra time to shift her wooden sword back to her right hand. She retreated several steps and regarded Austin. Sweat ran freely down the man's face, despite the fact that he'd put forward little physical effort so far. The tentacle whip undulated in the air, like a sea plant moving to the rhythm of an underwater current. Lyra had the impression from the easy, almost lazy confidence of its movements that, whatever effort Austin was putting into their internal struggle, 
The tentacle whip was winning. Austin, she said, stand down. The man's head jerked slightly when she spoke his name, but otherwise he didn't reply, didn't even acknowledge her existence. His gaze remained clouded, unfocused, and his lips continued to move as he whispered silently to himself. Lyra could just make out the shape of a single word, repeated over and over. No, 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 no.